Coffee Time Wednesdays with uh, the Prairie Farm Podcast. Can't hit us with the jingle. You know what's interesting while you're driving down the interstate? How many uh, like Ken? Wi- I am Wi-Fi, so full. How many Wi-Fi signals you see? You're like I, I my remember, stomach hurts. <laughs> Nick has eaten way too much food um, that he pretended not to be eating earlier. Do you mind uh, if I take a quick nap? <laughs> uh, kinda. You're driving the vehicle. <sighs> It'll be fine. <laughs> what do they? What do the kids say? It'll buff. Yeah, that's right. It'll buff. Uh, I don't know about that. I think uh, we may scatter our brain matter all over the windshield. <laughs> well, we will buff out. the ground. Is what will happen. <laughs> yes, I think we will become the buffers. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're on the road today, everybody, and uh, we just did a day full of podcasting. Yeah. In fact, um, this is number four for us. This is number four for us today. I still have one more to do tonight. Yep. Uh, My goodness. Had Nick come on my podcast um, to do a little feature on perennial food plots on the way out to do our Prairie Farm podcast today. And uh, now we're, we, well, we recorded two podcasts out in the Iowa City area. And now. We're headed back, headed back home, and we're getting a, uh, this is actually something we've talked about for a long time, I think ever since, uh, whoa, look at all that, what's going on in that field? When it, oh, yeah, I don't know. That wind? wind no, damage? I don't think so. Or somebody chop it for silage, I think maybe? someone chopped it and missed some. Oh, that's interesting. Just an interesting field we passed by. Also, on our right, there's like a lot of prairie. And, yeah. Uh, this, a lot stretch of of, this stretch of 80 has a lot of... Uh, a lot of prairie species, DOT doing their job uh, well. So nice Good job, Iowa there. County. But uh, anyways, we uh, went, did a couple podcasts uh, for a big series Nick has coming up on water quality here in Iowa. If you have any recommendations for names for the series, let me know because I'm trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, Nick's fielding names for that. So all you uh, longtime Prairie Farm podcast listeners, here's your chance. Send a name. We'll give you a little shout-out. But then uh, now we're doing a coffee time podcast here on the road. And we talked about this, uh, I think, clear back when we went up to uh, interview Bob St. Pierre and Howard Vincent in June of 22. Yeah. Because we were having these awesome conversations like, dude, we should record these. So that's what we're going to try and do that as a a new wrinkle. What we really need to do is just record our whole drive and then just pull out the 20 minutes. Yeah, but sometimes it gets to, like, <laughs> deep like deep emotional stuff, and Kent just cries and cries, not crying. Yeah, I don't and, want anybody to hear that stuff. Yeah. So. No, it sounds like a screeching owl. You guys wouldn't believe it. It's <laughs> incredible. Almost like almost like mating goats. Oh, my goodness. Is, is what Kent's cry sounds oh, like. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just not used to doing it, I guess. So. <laughs> A lot of good I don't, I'm not as well practiced of a crier as you, Nick. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, Man. but 
but you should hear Nick when he's walking the SOG with me. I have to like <laughs> coax him into staying longer to dig up more big blue stem. Okay, so mine was a joke about Kent, but that is just real. He hey, when they go low, like, I go lower. You know <laughs> what? Uh, what? I'll be like, dude, my hands hurt, everything's hurting, I gotta go, and he'll be like, dude, dude, just one more pass, because if you leave, I gotta do it by myself. And then he starts crying, and I feel bad for him. So man, why does everything boil down to me crying? I, I guess, don't know because I, I guess really it's better than uh, you like always referencing me like wetting my pants or something during a <laughs> podcast, which never happened, never even close to happen. You know, you sound like you're joking when you say, "Oh, it, it never happened." Yeah, that never happened to me. <laughs> we even had an incident. What was that like? Oh my <laughs> goodness! No, no, no. Anyways, we're on our way back now. Had a great conversation, talking water quality. We're bringing you a new form of the Coffee Town podcast while we're on the road. And uh, what's like maybe the biggest thing? Obviously, we don't want to give too much away here because we've got a great series coming out for our listeners very soon. But what's like a great um, takeaway that you had from today? Like maybe one of your favorite things? Man, probably. One of the biggest things that like changed my perspective on stuff is how much of the sediment in lakes and water reservoirs and stuff like that isn't from fertilizer or nitrates. It's just from sediment bank erosion. Yeah. And in rivers. Found yeah. that fascinating cuz in um yeah, it makes you wonder if and I wish we, I now I'm just thinking of this. This would have been a good question to to have asked today. I should have asked it, but I didn't. So I'm going to just kind of pitch it out there to the listeners. Maybe somebody can weigh in on it or, you know, Nick, you can weigh in on it. I wonder if we hadn't had, like, so many negative factors happening at once that have led to our water quality issues. Like, what if we just had, like, over-application of fertilizers, but we didn't have all the stream um, channelization that we've had you know what i mean like like if we hadn't been digging out these streams creeks rivers to and and straightening them up if we had just left them alone okay i'm sorry i gotta pause because i really want to i really want to hear what you're saying because it's very interesting but my sister just texted me she's at the iowa state fair and she's sitting next to cole the corn star at an event i'm trying to convince her to go say hi to cole because my brother-in-law, like, knows them. They work together. Oh, okay. But, That's uh, cool. I know. Cole, if you hear this, we really want you on our podcast. <laughs> Please respond to my email. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nick's desperate email. I uh, really want to meet Cole. He seems like such a cool guy. It's because of the sunglasses. Yeah. But anyways, um, if we had just been able to limit, like, the negative impacts of... So we're talking about nutrient erosion here with our so- into our water, affecting our water quality. If we had just over-application of fertilizers on the landscape at the same levels that we have now, but we never touched our streams and rivers so that they have been so channelized and that water runs so much faster and erodes the banks as much as it does, would, would we... Um, have way less water quality issues now you know so with sediments yeah they get end up in the the river bed but they don't end up in the gulf of mexico as quickly does that make mm-hmm. sense so you know there's 
there's that side of it, you know, as far as that sediment washing off. I wonder if, if we had just left some things in a better state and not had such a combined problem of, of things, would it, would it be better, you know? Yeah. That is a very good question to which I have uh, would be wildly arrogant to even attempt to answer, <laughs> brother. That's I wish I would have asked that today. That seems like it would have been a good question. We could just email Keith. He probably, probably he's a nice guy. He'd email you back. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe we'll uh, put that in. Or if any of you listeners know the answer to that, feel free to shoot us an email. We'd we'd love to hear it. Are you noticing these random bunches of like grasses here in the median, Nick? Like here, we're just driving like across grass? these big piles of switchgrass. Yeah, then it'll be like these invasive grasses in between, and then it'll just be a big pile of switchgrass. Yeah, you know what's shocking to me is that switchgrass beats out everything when it's like in a field. But then I'll see it on the sides of the road, and it doesn't seem to like yeah. be dominating at all. There's a bunch of big blue stem. That's fascinating. Yeah, but I I don't know. So the big thing uh, that I was thinking of today was the. Uh, the water quality at Red Rocks, that's the big lake where we're at, and um, I was boating there on Sunday, and it was just, like, brown. And I didn't want to bring up, like, hey, guys, I'm going to do a podcast on Iowa water quality, because yeah. I felt like that would kill the vibe of, like, having fun <laughs> on that lake. Do you guys realize what you're swimming in right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have even known, apparently. I guess it's, like, a lot of sediment that I was They, like, of. jump off to go water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> they Enjoy even... the nitrates. <laughs> yeah. You realize how many pounds of hog manure has washed, <laughs> yeah. washed into that water? Per the water's like touch. running out of their nose yeah. right after jumping in. <laughs> oh, gross, dude. Uh, Man, that's – but uh, that that is fascinating, and I'm excited to talk to a water quality specialist at Red Rock. I've got uh, one of those lined up for the podcast. I'm just fascinated by that stuff, especially because I guess Red Rock is not – there's no drinking water. In Red Rock, they don't. I, Pella doesn't take any of it in for drinking water, or at least uh, my understanding that's what Keith was saying. Yeah, they uh, use a well. We uh, do, but we do have. Well, I shouldn't say we. I don't live. I don't live in Pella, but um, the Pella community has a water treatment facility. Yeah, but that's for um, the well. Yeah. So, so does all that water get supplied by a common well? I don't know. I guess I kind of was interpreting it that way, but, um, you know, I think water, if I understand water treatment systems are kind of a, a, uh, looped system, aren't they? Like, you know, kind of keep reusing the same water. I don't know. We should find oh, out more about like that. Like when it goes into the sewer, does it go back to the water treatment plant? I don't think so because and then back Knox, to the water tower. I don't know. Knoxville, no, because Knoxville Waterworks. I was does it just go them, to those? Does it just go to those like uh, ponds, those septic ponds, and evaporates? Up, you know, like, hey, we're allowing. Yes, we we cleaned this water. Now we're gonna allow it to evaporate back into the atmosphere, and eventually yeah. it'll rain back down on the ground. And and I don't know. That's. I, so, I wish I knew more about that. It's and, a good question because. When I was talking to Knoxville Waterworks, they were like, oh, yeah, we get the water to your house. The sewer company is a totally different company. They have their own pipelines. You know, it's not even the same company that deals with it. That's interesting. You know, that's so, like, <clears throat> people that live out in the country, Iowa actually has a very good rural water program. 
but that is not water that that is not a looped like a direct looped system because people living out in the country do not hook up to sewer they hook up to a septic tank an individual yep. septic tank for each residence how often does and that water gets quote unquote treated in the septic tank and then is released yeah through drain through drains into a leach field where it re-enters the water cycle, you know, like the yeah. geolog... But there's still buildup of residue and turds at the bottom <laughs> of that, like broken well, down think, turds, I basically. Think, I think a... The idea is if you have a well-balanced... And this might mean you need to get a septic person. I think you should. You should call a septic company to come learn about the process and probably even, like, a water treatment yeah facility yeah i've been thinking about it because it is an important consideration i want to give a shout out to joy van weingarten because she kind of got us thinking in this direction when she did her interview and she's like you know how many people don't know where their water comes from that they they drink it's like uh you can put me on that list because i got a rough idea but i definitely don't have a have any you know a totally well-informed idea Uh, but uh it's a fair point and so, you know, I think a well-balanced septic tank, though, it has the bacteria life in there that um, breaks that stuff down. And the, if you have to have a septic tank emptied, I think that represents that, like, your microbial life in your septic tank is not in the right balance. Like... Maybe you're um, using a dishwasher, and so you have, like, certain detergents that are going into your septic tank and are killing off, you know, these bacteria you need to break down your waste. Or you're using a certain detergent in your washing machine or whatever it is, you know, washing a certain chemical down the drain. I think that's what leads to um, a lot of those uh, imbalance and overflowing problems, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, so, and it should, so you're saying it should basically break down perfectly where you never have to get it cleaned out? Right. And I don't know. Or at least not very often, you know. Yeah. What's not very often, like once every 10 years? Yeah, probably. Man, we should really get an expert, because probably, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I should just stop there. I'm getting ahead of my skis <laughs> yeah. here. But, but, uh... No, it's a it's a good thing to consider, and I think definitely water quality is a worthwhile thing to explore. Um, I hope you guys are liking these series, by the way. Uh, we still have the third episode of Prehistoric Prairie to get done. We have a few interviews to complete with that. Um, I think we just got another confirmation on one today that uh, can talk to us a little bit about um, pioneer life Yeah, on the prairie. Um, we're excited for that. Yeah, we're hoping to have basically three more interviews on there. And then I got to, you know, do all the editing and stuff. But Nick's got this water quality one coming. I think you had another series maybe in the works yep, as well. Yep, working on recycling, but yeah. but not that's lightly down, working that, on recycling. That's, that's way down the road. Yeah. Yep, got to get the water. My, my goal is to get the water one posted in October. Yep, for sure. Um, let's say something about Prairie now, Nick. Prairie. Dude, the Keith today, who's like a water geology and hydrology expert, said that prairie is king. And one of the things we asked him, asked, I'm not very good at my K's in the word asked, 
It sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but one of the things I asked him was, hey, is there any species that collect phosphates better? Like, And he said, I think you're splitting hairs because diversity in prairie is king. Yeah. And the idea was that... Uh, um, the idea was that when you have a prairie buffer strip around the water, just having diversity is the way to go, which is pretty cool because that's what we do. We have like 40 species in our um, uh, filter strip uh, mix. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely was pleased to hear that as well. Um, there was a, I made mention of it, I think a few times on the podcast. There was an article that came out this. I think it came out this winter or was made known this winter about something with certain prairie strips not taking up phosphates as well. But uh, Keith said that 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 doesn't seem to be accurate or um, maybe I didn't I didn't get remember the details correctly or whatever. But uh, it was good to hear, you know, because uh, don't want to find out that something's not doing what you'd hoped it would do. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was that was encouraging to hear him say that. And. Um, you know, as we look across the landscape right now, you know, of course we're on the road, we get to see a lot of prairies and, um, I've just been reminded of how beautiful the prairie is this time of year. Um, a lot of people I think hate this time of year because it means startup of uh, school and the craziness and busyness of life. That was just you, Kent. And, uh, <laughs> just hating the school year. You, you ever notice like, did, did you ever get that like, uh, twins you'd walk into walmart this time of year growing up and you just see like the back to school signs everywhere like they're celebrating it i loved it oh I because if it. i wasn't at school i was like, I was take like alone. that down you take that down now <laughs> <laughs> i was like alone on the farm well me and my little brother and uh and so when i gotta go back to school i gotta like see my friends it was nice yeah. we had no neighbors kent yeah. you know where well, I, I grew up you know nobody around yeah. In the middle of the prairie. A small house. A little house on the prairie, one might say. <laughs> All right, everybody. With that, uh, be looking for those prairies. They're beautiful this time of year. They're in their prime. Remember, this podcast is presented by Hawks and Native Seeds. Be paying attention for Nick's Water Series coming out. Also for Episode 3 of the Prehistoric Prairie coming out very soon as well. Oh, don't forget, Prairie Appreciation Days, September yes. 1st. You need to register. I'm posting it on our social this week. Register online so we know how much food to bring. Yeah, we want to see you there. We want to shake some hands, take some pictures with listeners, that kind of thing. It'd be a lot of fun. So uh, come to Prairie Appreciation Days. Follow the prompts that Nick set forward. Get your CRP orders in for any fall seedings. Or if you are ready to do some uh, fall planting for a backyard prairie plot, you know where to order your seed. Go to hoxynativeseeds.com or theprairiefarm.com. Both orders come to us, and we will fill them. And we will give you advice on how to get it on the ground the best way and how to prep the ground and how to plant it and everything else and uh, maintain it, which is probably the biggest thing, actually. And so uh, if you can uh, reach out to us through any of the avenues, Instagram, I don't know about Facebook yet. Did we ever get Facebook sorted out, Nick? Uh, kind of. But we have we have yeah, one so just that go to, we can't go, take down. Go so. To, yeah. So just go to Instagram and reach out to us or uh, you can contact us through our websites as well, uh, hoxynativeseeds.com and theprairiefarm.com. All right. Thank you, everyone. 